You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 236, Point of Recognition. Hosted by Dan Terry. The floor is indeed made of floor. And Joseph Wren. I need to clear my throat. Gent. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if your self-inflicted death sentence is getting the high score in Streets of Rage 4, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. Dan, how's it going tonight? You know, I think that you you mentioned Streets of Rage there, and I think that Streets of Rage is the perfect game to play when you're listening to Point of Recognition. I think we said Fit for a King was Fit for a King was Final Fight. Like you, you listen to Fit for a King, Backbreaker, <laughs> while you while you break people's backs in in Final Fight. Uh, but Point of Recognition just has that nice, steady, in your faceness. Yeah, in your faceness. Look it up. It's 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 a real word. It's one of the few times uh, I would say for sure this band is metalcore, but it has that classic underground modern facing thrash that we got in the mid to late 90s where the band is just riffing it up then those vocals kick in and you get that essential metalcore rhythm that essential metalcore feel that can only be described as the old stuff we don't have enough of that anymore (laughs) but it all got here somehow and while this band has a short discography there's a reason to listen to it we talked about them on patreon once or twice once that i can remember so I think this is going to be a good one. Oh, and by the way, you totally need to spend the money and get Mr. X's Nightmare. It's randomly generated Streets of Rage every single week. All right, I'll check it out. I, I really will. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll stream it on Discuss Metal Gaming. There's my shameless plug for the night. So much but, shame. Uh, so much shame. So many plugs. Oh, my God. Where do we start? Uh, but, you know, Brian Patton's not around, is he? Uh, hang on a second. Let me check. I think you're good, dude. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned metalcore and, uh, so this is, (laughs) this is real metalcore. This is, this is what, uh, you may have heard me describe on the show up to this point as quote, the good stuff. Uh, this is a hardcore band, uh, that has really, really solid metal riffing going on. Uh, it's a little bit random. I'll admit, which was kind of typical, you know, this band's first album came out in 1999 so we're we're firmly in that like I don't want to say that it sounds because it doesn't it doesn't sound like bands like Embodiment or Zeo or even Living Sacrifice. It is more firmly rooted in hardcore, you know. But the, you can't deny that you've got the you've got that metal riff, you've got the you've got the metalcore kind of breakdowns, and it's interesting because and we'll get into this when we're talking about the actual records individually. They start off more metalcore, I feel. Uh, then they end up uh, towards the end. It's almost like they started as a metalcore band and then kind of decided they wanted to be just like a, just a hardcore band uh, overall. Uh, it's a really interesting musical arc, and I, I can't wait to talk about it. Well, before Dan selects his two favorite bands to put on his musical arc, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. 
Well, I'm not going to tell you about them. I'm going to I'm going to show you one. Uh, we got one just the other day that I would love to share with you guys. I think Joe's really going to like this one. And uh, this is from Old Dampy. Uh, he says, I love this podcast. I just or not. I just but I discovered this podcast in the early days of the pandemic last year. Thank you very uh, much. Were, that we're unfortunately still in. It looks like <laughs> uh, I'd like to credit Joe, Jeff, Josh, John, Dan, and other con uh, contributors for re helping revitalize my passion for metal. Thanks for helping me discover new metal artists and always providing a healthy dose of good banter and fun. My heart has never been more open to Satan. <laughs> well, we'll see what point of recognition has to say about that. You got that right. Uh, I'd love to hear more from Joe. We're all expecting Dan to come in hot with his opinions. I mean, yeah, okay. I guess that's accurate. Uh, but I've noticed five episodes, dude. You've set some expectations. <laughs> but I've noticed that Joe doesn't always share his viewpoints on particular albums. So feel free to share more, Joe. I value your opinions and find them to be quite interesting. So Godsmack. Let's get this out of the way. I'm kidding. We're not here to talk about that band tonight. Do I need to do I need to fake a positive test to get out of Godsmack? We already do the show remotely, so you don't have an excuse. All right, fair enough. All right. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, Joe, we just did an episode on a band called Winds of Plague. Oh shit. It was a yeah, good fucking did. band, dude. It was good. It was a lot of fun to listen to. It didn't it didn't like changed my life necessarily but it made my life continue to be good if that's uh if, if there's any other way to explain it i hate to say it sometimes that's all you need you just need that little bit of reinforcement to remind you why you enjoy listening to metal because when you think you're going to get burned out you listen to that sure thing and then everything's not so bad right it is not so bad speaking of not so bad uh over on facebook uh greg mann commented uh, I, I'll kind of admit I fell off the bandwagon with these guys after Decimate the Week because I overall kind of got sick of Deathcore. Kind of understandable. You can talk to Joe about that. He goes through it all the time. <laughs> uh, plus, I know your overall dismay for EPs, but man, a Cold Day in Hell EP is such a banger, and I think some of their has some of their best material. Cool episode, though. Brought me right back to 2008 when everything was, well, okay in a sense, that I had no idea what the future would be like in the world. Well... That is dark, uh, but I, I understand the sentiment uh, 100%. I remember what it was like when everybody listened to emo, and I was the person who told everyone it was crap. And I was right, but that didn't stop everybody from enjoying emo as much as they did. Boy, we're really taking advantage of the fact that Brian Patton is not here. <laughs> uh, we're just going to say it a whole bunch of time. Emo, 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 hopes fall, hopes fall, metalcore, metalcore. All right. That's what they came I, for, I, right? I got that out of my system. <laughs> what else we got? I know there's more than just that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of um, uh, bands that may or may not be referred to as emo. You are on a uh, roll tonight. We got a, uh, <laughs> we, got a, uh, a we got a few comments on our uh, YouTube video uh, for, uh, for the Emory episode that we did. This was actually for the uh, little four-minute teaser where I just felt like everybody needed to hear me and Brian's conversation completely out of context. <laughs> <laughs> for laughs uh, Mike K says I could talk mid 2000s under oath and Emery for days though I'd rather just listen to it or better yet both uh, yeah, I, I agree with that and you know to that sentiment that is exactly what we did <laughs> um, heavy therapy says I think under oath is post hardcore but I'm not opposed to metalcore 
but I prefer to think of them as post-hardcore. I think that's probably the most sensible, uh, the most sensible response to it. Uh, maybe if you can't decide on what genre, maybe you're both wrong. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's something else entirely. Um, Jetta, P Jetta PA comes in, says, I'm with Dan. Sorry, Brian. Well, that just practically makes us family. Uh, there is nothing metalcore about their only chasing safety. So there you guys have it. I mean, it's the arguments effectively settled. What does the king of metal have to say about this? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. What we'll to what we'll to jump in? Uh, what we'll to jump onto? Uh, <laughs> what we'll to jump onto the Discord server and pull the king of metal? He's probably gonna be like, "Yeah, um, that seems like a pointless thing to talk about." Lance, tell me if I'm wrong here. Uh, but yeah, he'll probably come in and just be like, "Yeah, this is pointless. Uh, you guys should just stop talking about that and listen to this other band." Where can people find that Discord server, dude? Oh, you can find it right below us if you if you if you click the little arrow. So if you're watching uh, if you're watching on YouTube, there's like a little arrow you can expand the the I want to call them the show notes, but they're the uh, it's the YouTube description is is what all the kids call it. You can find it down in the description below, or if you're listening to this, uh, then you can find it uh, in our show notes, just like you always can. There'll be a link right there that'll take you to Discord where we can chat it out in real time. So Dan, tell me about point of recognition. Point of Recognition is a Christian hardcore band. And uh, I say that with, with no irony because they're not one of those bands. You, you know how we had like Christian metalcore in the 2000s and no band could like actually decide whether they were a Christian band or not? It wasn't you know that they about. couldn't decide. It was that the definition was being stretched inside the community so much that everyone was trying to justify making creative decisions and still calling themselves Christian because yes, that was what happened in the late nineties, early two thousands. It wasn't as simple as let's write songs and make a record and call it what it is. No, it was, you have to provide some substance with that music and the rabbit hole goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Let's just say we've all gotten over it. At least we have. Some people are still <laughs> stuck on it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I might be one of those people that's still stuck on it. I'm not sure. Uh, but I think that uh, these guys are one of the most important bands out of the Christian hardcore scene that unfortunately didn't, and I hate to make this pun, but I'm just going to go for it, uh, didn't get enough recognition <laughs> as they went uh, and, and I'm not entirely sure why so these guys hail from, from Southern California they've been around since 1998 and um, their first album uh, The Admiration of a Son is very much like it's very interesting to me because it sounds a lot like some of the more um, I don't want to say Midwestern bands but sounds more kind of more like your Solid State, you know, a lot of the stuff that was coming out of Solid State at the time, like Zayo and Society's Finest and stuff like that. Uh, but with them being on the West Coast, they bring a hardcore flair that I feel like a lot of those other bands didn't necessarily have. Those bands were more firmly based in metal for the most part, whereas Point of Recognition comes at it from a, from a scene that is very, um, very rich in hardcore bands and history. This is 1999. There are 
thrash influences here. Little bit of punk energy, but this reminds me of the local new metal bands that we would listen to. It's just about drudging on those riffs and playing a solid groove. And yeah, you can do your blast because it's the 90s and thrash was still a thing. But the vocals are that East Coast classic Dan Wayant sound of I'm going to scream, I'm going to bark, I'm going to shred my throat. Then I'm going to talk a little bit. Just enough. And then we're back into the riff. So it is metalcore, but there's something about it, cosmetic or otherwise, that has that new metal flair with enough hardcore influence. I don't know that this was an amalgamation of multiple styles or if so many groups took influence from what Point of Recognition was doing, but this is a very enjoyable album to listen to that doesn't challenge your expectations as much as turns them on their side a little bit. Yeah, I think I think maybe the new metal that you're hearing probably comes from the more melodic bits. Absolutely. And I think that I think at that time this is something that you heard a lot with Christian hardcore bands and metalcore bands at the time where they would inject, you know, a little bit of that uh a little bit of that new metal sound because that was almost kind of their only reference point for melodic heavy. You know, and and I think that that's where I think that that's where some of that comes from. Uh, what I like about this too is that it just has the old school metalcore feel to me of a song's never going to end the way it starts. Their, their, their band's going to go in about three or four different directions. It reminds me a little bit of Society's Finest in that regard, uh, where they're, okay, we're going to play this riff now for this long. Now we're going to switch over to this other riff. There's, here, there may be a transition. There may not be. Uh, it really depends on how they're feeling that night. And, uh, you know, these songs are interesting, though, because I actually like the riffs. You know, I think that that's something that we we kind of we kind of trashed society's finest for was that it, there was just too much going on uh, at the same time for there not to be a cohesive sound. These guys stick to maybe three or four different styles, predominantly being kind of that West Coast hardcore sound uh, mixed in with with kind of more of like Zao-ish style riffs, and then you've got two vocalists that are. Uh, that, that really that they've got that rasp right they've got that 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 rasp that everybody had uh between 98 and, and what 2004 um it's a style that sadly I, I i wish was still kind of more of a thing than it is uh these days um because it, man I, I loved hearing all the different variations of it and um i like this record a lot i like i like the way i like the way the intro songs um like my eyes to the sky, oh, it's like literally just one of the best one of the best intro riffs to a song. They hit you with that harmonic, you know, at the end of it. It's just, it's really good. And then they just go into like kind of more of just like a thrash riff, and like I don't, it's and dudes just start barking over the top of it. Um, this is this is my favorite point of recognition album. It's the first one that I heard. Um, I think it actually sounds the best out of out of all of their stuff from a from a production standpoint. Even though it sounds dingy, I mean it. When I say it has good, it, it, when I say that it has good production, what I mean is uh, is that this is still a, a a Christian metalcore record that came out in 1999. 
but it's much more coherent uh, than what you would get uh, from a lot of bands at the time. Um, everything is clear. It sounds sufficiently heavy when listened to on a good stereo. You know, it's got it's got everything uh, that you would want. It's the perfect length of an album. I mean, 38 minutes, you're in, you're out. That That's right there in my sweet spot. Um, I like records that are traditionally more hardcore to be shorter, uh, maybe in just like a little short of 30 minute mark. But if you're going to add some, you know, you're going to add some chunky riffs and breakdowns and stuff. I'll give you the extra eight minutes. Most of these classic metalcore albums, they're not bringing constant pace or constant tempo changes. It's a trope of metalcore. The song starts one way. It ends a different way. That's a very hardcore punk way of doing things. But good metalcore from this era, to me, isn't an avalanche where snow and rocks and people are sliding down the mountain and it sounds like the catastrophe that it is. It's like someone has big canoe oars and they're stirring the lake to create just a little bit of turbulence because we couldn't afford a waterfall. And that's not a bad thing because it feels like a band that's going to be so much heavier when I see them live. But if I'm listening to this on a stereo, it doesn't offend everyone around me. And yes, that was a big deal back in 99. If it wasn't mainstream, everybody wanted to listen to something else or Tool. You're not going to go. Yeah, you're not going to go to a party and throw point of recognition on. Uh, and but you will anybody. if your friends come over. Right. But it has to be like me <laughs> and, and, and Buddy. You know, like that's that's going to be about it as far as the friend circle, the likes, point of recognition. <laughs> uh, but I'm fine with it. This record also has a really hilarious outro uh, where there's just this dude talking and he says all kinds of I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But he refers to moshing is mashing. Um, there, there's a really dated reference to Saddam Hussein <laughs> at the end of it. It's very strange. It's a, it's a, a weird sort of, uh, sort of dude describing point of recognition. He's like, their point of recognition. They're my favorite band. Uh, first time I heard the music made my ears bleed. I almost made me want to throw up, you know, and I just, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed hearing that type of humor after listening to a record that was so serious about Jesus <laughs> that, you know, um, it, it, it's old school Zayo levels of, of, of religious zealotry. And if that's not your thing, it's going to really upset you. Um, but I grew up with it. So it's like, uh, it's like eating a nice warm ham sandwich for me. I, I, I really like it. And um, yeah, I, I, don't, I love what these guys did on this record. I wish there was more to say, but like these guys, these guys definitely, um, I think we're probably huge influence on a lot of the bands that ended up being on face down records. Uh, I see a little, a lot of a, like, like they, they almost are kind of like too, well, I guess. And well, that's not true. But I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I think that they kind of were the stencil for what, you know, kind of the more God focused, uh, hardcore bands were going to be like. Whereas if you look over, it's like solid state, you know, once once that scene kind of took off, the bands kind of tried to distance themselves more from that style. Whereas bands like Point of Recognition and you know a lot of the bands that were on Face Down Records, uh, they also um, kind of had that same goal in mind. 
Well, whenever I said that they made the blueprint and I said that's not true, I guess the blueprint was probably No Innocent Victim, which is a band we'll talk about on a different episode. <laughs> uh, and that'll be a lot longer than this one. Uh, so, but yeah, all, all, all that said, like, I really love that record. And um, it's kind of hard to find nowadays, but you can stream it just about anywhere. Uh, and I would highly recommend it um, if you want a taste of kind of what this whole music scene that we keep returning to on the show over and over and over again was all about i think it's time to refresh renew 2000 oh, let's do it love the cover artwork absolutely makes me want to go get a psycho billy tattoo <laughs> I'm just see sorry you there with another your one <laughs> i can just see you sitting there with your with your uh upright bass you know rocking out absolutely dude we need to get you an upright bass. You could pull it off. I probably could. The real could challenge would be to get you to grow the pompadour. I could pull the strings right off of it. Uh, you know, Refresh Renew is interesting because this was very different than the first record. I don't I don't really know how to explain it. Like, they definitely went more just traditional in-your-face, like, West Coast hardcore on this one. Uh, it, this, this one, it's all about the chug, you know, um, you've got harsher vocals even than you had on the last one. Um, in my opinion, the vocals do come across as a bit more monotonous, which normally I would complain about, but like, uh, vocally and musically, this reminds me a lot of another band that I love a lot called Circleback. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind, so this is hard because I feel like, I feel like, uh, Admiration of a Son was a much more musically diverse and kind of complicated record uh, compared to this, which is just straightforward, you know, chug, 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 breakdown, breakdown, chug, 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 spoken word before the breakdown. Um, I love how angry and acidic, acidic the vocals are. But what I... the I, Okay, I'm trying to make a point here, and it's, it's, uh, it's escaping me, but I think that... I think that what I'm trying to communicate to you all is that yes the old album was more diverse however with the style of music that's being presented on refresh renew that's not the point the point isn't about musical diversity it's not about um how many riff changes you can pull off in in two minutes uh these are these are much more straightforward in your face uh hardcore songs and they, they've almost dropped the metal completely from it other than you know the vocals i guess um, and even then, um, I, cause I guess if it was true, true hardcore, he would just be yelling and not like doing this, like distorted metal scream. That's a point of contention with some people, but, uh, I don't know. I like it. This is, this is some of my favorite kind of hardcore and it's nice and brief. It's, uh, you know, it, as I talked about how like, oh yeah, if you're going to be groovy and chuggy, you know, go ahead and get, I'll give you that extra eight minutes. This record doesn't need that. It clocks in into the solid 27 minutes. And it's about as much time as I'm willing to listen to a record like this. I don't think the metal's gone on this one. Is there something specific that you heard on the last record that's not here? I'm still getting the chug. I'm still getting that new metal influenced riffing. And it really just sounds hardcore punk to me. It's about being heavy. It's about playing the percussive and then we're going to finish the song and play the next one. It's very consistent. If anything, it has cosmetic 
differences in the production. It's a very dark sounding album, almost like it is unmastered or Admiration of the Sun has been remixed and nobody told us. Like it's ready for a cassette tape to just be shoved into your cassette deck in your car without any bass traps. So the darkness would go away. I could say a lot of things about the production, but it's very consistent with the previous album. I don't think it is. I think it's more... Um, okay, so yeah, you're, I don't think that it's necessarily missing elements, but there are more... There's a higher percentage of certain elements in it than were in the previous record. This one doesn't have as much of the like start-stop, kind of go into like a slower like groove section. And I'm not saying they don't do that on this record, but like they keep the pace up on this record. And all of the riffing is kind of more of that hardcore punk chug, chug, chug. Like, let's keep going. We're still um, stirring the lake, but we're stirring a little bit harder with a couple more people than we did last time. I guess. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I, it's different to me. I, I wouldn't consider them necessarily. Like, I wouldn't put both of these records on the same playlist unless, you know, the playlist was, you know, point of recognition for life, you know, Um but yeah, I don't know. And, and I go back and forth as to which style I prefer. I think I prefer the Admiration of a Sun sound, but that's probably just because of the cosmetic similarities to Zeo. Let's be honest. <laughs> I like this one. It's a good follow-up. It keeps you in the same mindset or in a similar mindset. There's enough point of recognition here that I'm interested if I'm a fan. I don't think this one sets the world on fire, but... Who cares? It's the year 2000. There were so many bands that were trying to push this style into the mainstream. It was ready to break. It just wasn't time yet. Yeah, I don't know if this... Did this style ever break? <laughs> I think we're still waiting for it. I think if people ask you or they ask the mainstream, we'll get a different answer. That's probably true. I think I have that answer right here. Actually, give me a second. Um, okay, hold on. Let me find it. Hold on. Hold on. Dear Magic 8-Ball. Uh, I, believe, I believe this is it right here. Um, by the way... 2003 dan called he said listen to zeo never let it go are you ready for your day of defeat 2002 <laughs> my day of defeat is every day thank you very much uh, so as i said refresh renew was a little bit more like kind of in your face a little bit more tough guy hardcore this record pulls no bones it is 100 like tough guy in your face hardcore um vocally going less for the zeo much more for the kind of hate breed uh, sort of sort sort of vocal sound um and at this point they basically are just a hardcore band i don't hear as much of the metalcore stuff more so than you would say that like a lot of bands that came from this era were technically considered metallic hardcore bands i mean obviously these dudes all grew up listening to metal riffs you can hear that you know in what they're playing but they're definitely going for that more straight-ahead, tough-guy hardcore sound on this record. And uh, I like this one a lot, actually. It has some of the most epic cover artwork I've ever seen uh, in a, on a Christian hardcore record. And, um, yeah, like, it's just, it, it's it's quick, it's in your face, 31 minutes. Um, I like it for all the same reasons that I said that I liked Hatebreed on the Hatebreed episode. <laughs> I think this one does sound hardcore, and the secret sauce really is the tone. It's the production. If that's all it takes to shift from metallic hardcore to straight hardcore, this band does it. And that's okay. 
while this album sounds totally different from the first one in the production it was a good transition through the previous record to this one so we got here if the band had continued you'd have had more of this and that's okay because that's what you want if you're a hardcore fan or that underground metalcore fan you want this sound of punk rock mixed with hardcore vocals and breakdowns so the band had the formula right what happened i'm gonna be honest with you i have no idea what happened to this band <laughs> normally this is where i'm like well let's see it one day that this one time at cornerstone this happened and then you know uh I, I i really don't know um but if i had to guess i would say that the band probably had a little bit of trouble keeping members um this is the kind of music that like let's put it this way it is it is a it is a really thankless job uh to be in a, a christian hardcore band uh in 2002 you know, especially, especially in 2002 <laughs> uh where you know nobody likes you you know i mean the, the at least the other hardcore bands you know maybe they do the band it seems like the bands are always pretty nice to the bands but as far as the fans go uh you know there's going to be people that like this style of hardcore that are not going to ever listen to a christian band um you're just not going to have that breakthrough success. You know, this band does not have clean choruses. They don't have catchy. Uh, they have catchy songs, but only if you like hardcore. It's kind of like a prerequisite uh, sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, this is not going to catch on with your with your mainstream audience. It's funny, too, because like Hatebreed did, and I can never quite figure that out uh, either. Um, Hatebreed tricks you into thinking they're going to do a melodic chorus every now and then. That's true. This band is just full force forward it's a mosh pit song it might even be yep. the definition of mosh pit music we're just gonna play we're gonna keep stirring this lake with our giant oars everybody get in your inflatable inner tubes and we're gonna see what happens that's it that's all it is and that's fine i think point of recognition is one of the best examples of that feel it stays in its lane it doesn't try to stretch too far no, and I get the impression that these guys played hardcore because they love hardcore, and they've covered a lot of different, uh, a lot of different iterations of the style. Um, and that's what I like about Point of Recognition is you get a lot more variety from them musically than you get from other bands of the type. I mean, as much as I love stuff like No Innocent Victim, a lot of their records, you know, follow a very, very predefined formula. Absolutely, it's a good formula, but it's it's not as diverse as what point of recognition is kind of pulled off but uh i mean apparently they they all just kind of decided to um move on to other uh musical projects uh, which makes tons of sense uh but yeah i mean point of recognition like i said they were kind of a here and then gone sort of band uh but they released three really great records that are very much enjoyed by fans of christian hardcore even to this day and um i i don't think that they get enough Again, they don't get enough recognition. Um, <laughs> just because I feel like they were doing this in a way that was super legit and not hokey. You know, like we make fun of we make fun of some of the '90s hardcore Christian bands for being a little bit hokey, whereas bands like Point of Recognition were just like so in your face about everything, and they had kind of a good sense of humor about it. And uh, they released some of the most some of the heaviest, most pummeling music uh, that existed at that time. So. That's my final thought. I think it's just <laughs> they uh, 
you know, I, 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 I'm sorry for the short episode, but I don't think that they would have it any other way. Well, I may have snuck mine in there as well. I think this band is one of the best examples of, do you want to listen to hardcore today? You're welcome. Yes. And that's what you're here for. If you're listening to Point of Recognition, you want that sound. You want that everybody's going to go to the show, have a good time, be respectful of your neighbors, but we're going to swing our arms. That's what we're here for. And you get it with this band. I wish I knew more about their influences and who took influences from them because I've heard all these things done by other people, but I can't point at one thing and say they took that from point of recognition. Just the same. I can't point at point of recognition. That was really hard to say and (laughs) pull something out of it that they took from Zayo or from one of the other bands in that scene. So is this band solid? Is it a sure thing? Because it's not challenging me to find the thing that it stole from someone else. I think so. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a success anytime a band is able to just let you listen without being distracted by like where stuff came from. You know that it can be its own self-contained unit, and that's fine too. What's your album of the week, dude? Well, you know it's interesting. I, I hate. I hate the band that we talked about that week <laughs> being the album of the week. Uh, but for me, it's actually uh, it's actually a compilation album uh, done. So it was a compilation of uh, Point of Recognition, uh, Cast in Stone, and Torn in Two. So you get about you get about like four or five tracks from each band, and uh, the record's called Now the Tables Have Turned. <laughs> and uh, that's this is amazing. This is one of the first Point of Recognition things that I ever heard. And uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I, of course, I also love Torn in Two and Cast in Stone as well. Uh, just a really, really, really good hardcore compilation. I like, I love split albums, and uh, this is one of the best. We're just gonna keep this train rolling. We've been talking about a lot of hardcore and metalcore, and we snuck some riffs in previous episodes. And I hate to say it, dude, but it's time to pay the piper. We need to talk about more 80s metal than we have been. More heavy metal, if you will. We made some promises on a previous Patreon hangout, and we are going to come through with those promises next week. Shout out to the patrons. We love you guys so very much. We love all of our listeners. Thank you for listening to the podcast. But my album of the week is Discharge. Mmm. I had a feeling whenever you posted that thing in the Discord the other day, I was like, Joe's listening to Discharge. Massacre Divine, man. It's amazing. Not their best album, but so far my favorite. It has that Return of the Living Dead vibe. You know what I mean? There you go. It just has that feel. Take us out, DFT. If you guys have been enjoying this podcast and you would like to submit us uh, suggestions, ideas, maybe ideas for bands for us to talk about, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. You can follow us on Instagram at Discuss Metal. Uh, You can find us on our Discord server like we talked about uh, earlier. Uh, If you click below or click in the show notes, there'll be a link to our Discord server. And uh, don't forget to check out Discuss Metal Gaming on YouTube where myself and Buddy and sometimes even Joe are there streaming games every single week. We have a whole lineup. So if you want to chat with us during live streams, that would be a good time to do it. There'll be a link to that in the show notes as well. 
And on that note, this has been episode 236 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Dan and Joe Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash Discuss Metal. We have some sweet perks. So sweet it'll make your teeth rot. One dollar a month gets you into that exclusive album review feed. The only chance is not to waste your life. Half hope and have no fear. The truth walks by your side. 